Welcome to day 140 of the New Way. As they were coming down the mountain after the transfiguration, the disciples had a question for Jesus. I'll read it in Matthew 17, 10 through 13. The disciples asked him, Why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. And Mark 9 11 through 13. And they asked him, Why did the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. Now you need to know that it was prophesied that Elijah would come before the Messiah arrived. We've already looked at those verses on day 28. But it has also been prophesied that Elijah will come before Jesus' second coming. Here Jesus affirms both prophecies. Let's continue reading from Matthew 17, 14 through 18. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. In Mark's version, Mark 9 14 through 27. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. 
when the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Luke nine thirty-seven through 45 The next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. A man in the crowd called out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. A spirit seizes him, and he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsions, so that he foams at the mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him, and is destroying him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they could not. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. Even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the impure spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. While everyone was marveling at all that Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Listen carefully. To what I am about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand what this meant. It was hidden from them, so that they did not grasp it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. The most important lesson in these verses might be found between yesterday's verses and today. One day they are having a high, holy experience with Jesus. The next they are coming down the mountain to the needs of the people. It is natural to want to stay in that precious state of worship and praise and celebration. Sometimes we find it in Sunday morning worship, but it is usually found in a retreat or a private place where we've spent a longer amount of time focusing on God and feeling His presence. It is so special. We feel close to God and we want to stay there forever. But sooner or later, 
we must get back to life in the valley where people are hurting and needy. God allows us these times of high worship to equip us for obedience in the valleys of life. Now you'll notice that Jesus seems to speak harshly. Do you think these words, these harsh words, are directed at the father of the boy or at the disciples? I believe it was directed at the disciples because of what he says in the later verses. Let me read Luke 9, 44 through 45. Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand what this meant. It was hidden from them so that they did not grasp it and they were afraid to ask him about it. You see, Jesus had taught these men how to do battle with Satan and defeat his demons. They had been equipped and were successful on their mission trip. But then, while Jesus and his three main men were up on the mountain, the other disciples forgot what they had been taught. Maybe they tried to heal him by their own self. Maybe they gave in to Satan convincing them that they were not able to. We don't know. But I feel that Jesus is saying, look guys, I'm not going to be here much longer. You've got to learn these lessons and grow up and be spiritually strong. You've got to learn to you can't do this in your own strength. You've got to ask for God to help you. You can't do this by yourself. You too will have to make this decision to follow Jesus or to remain empty. I can't make that decision for you. Then you will have to determine whether or not to be fully obedient to his leading. Others can pray for you and support you and encourage you, but ultimately you've got to determine whether or not you will be obedient. In his service, Dale.